You're listening to Confidently She, a lifestyle and mindset podcast for women of faith, hosted by copywriter and body confidence coach, Rebecca Biggie. Get ready to question the beliefs that are making you question your self-worth and become Confidently She. Honestly, I think I've recorded this topic three times now. This is probably the fourth time I've tried to do this topic because I want to talk about body image, body confidence, and our sexual purity in the context of like singleness. And it's really hard to talk about because I don't want to say the wrong things. But I think that the church has been saying a lot of wrong, harmful things for like decades. So anything that I say, probably not going to be as harmful as some of the messages that the, the church has been sending women about their bodies and, and their worth as a result of their sexual past. And it's just, it's really too bad, in my opinion, that there's been so much so much emphasis on women's sexual purity and like crickets when it comes to the guys. I don't know why that is. I mean, obviously, like sexism is a thing, so that could be playing a big part in it. But growing up in the church, I just remember we every the whole focus of modesty and sexual purity was talking about how when you women are no longer a virgin or when you have had sexual experiences you are now no longer going to be able to like fully give yourself to your husband and i just think that that is such crap. Like, it is so not true as someone who has had sex before, someone who obviously is not a virgin. Like, I I just really don't agree with that idea because sex to me, and I think sex to God, if you, if you read about it in the Bible, is more so about spiritual connection with a person than like a physical transaction. Okay? You are not a finite being. You you do not lose anything about your worth or who you are by having sex with someone. You don't lose anything about you. It's not like that you, like your virginity, your like V card, whatever, you don't lose that. Like you, yes, you can have sex, but like you don't lose anything. You don't lose anything. And I think that's the biggest and the most dangerous idea and belief that the church has instilled in mainly women is that when you are no longer a virgin, you have lost some of your value as a woman. And that's like horrible. That's, that's a horrible horrible idea that is a horrible belief. It is horribly against what the Bible even says. You know, God is a God of grace and and forgiveness and making us new again, okay? And so this 
whole purity, virginity, body shame around sexuality stuff needs to be brought to light and we need to talk about it within the context of grace and the proper perspective and mindset on sex. Because purity is a mindset. Purity itself is not being a virgin. Because guess what? I can be a virgin all day long, but if I'm going around like kind of half hooking up with people and, and you know, being sexually promiscuous up until the point of sex with many people, oh, but I'm a virgin, like, congratulations, that doesn't count. That doesn't matter. Like, that doesn't make you better or worse than anyone if you if you are a virgin or not and and i think that that idea has been pounded into our brains and i i hate that idea i think that god hates that idea i think that the enemy loves that idea to to make us believe that things that we no longer have control over things in our past now disqualify us from experiencing something wonderful that god created Why wouldn't the enemy love for us to believe that? He loves it. So we're going to stop believing that, okay? And here's why. If God says we are made new, if God says the old is gone, the new is come, I am renewing you in your mind and in your body, practicing that perspective of purity can start at any moment. And I'm going to call you out if you're a virgin. If you're not practicing the mindset of purity, if you're not practicing physically, you know, being pure all the way, not just 80%, not just, you know, whatever, then you are included in, in the group of people who need to work on their purity, okay? It's not like... If you've never had sex, you get this free pass because you're a virgin, and so now that automatically qualifies you as being pure. Nope. Sorry. That's not how it works. So it's a really tough thing to do, though, right? And before I get into, like, purity and the idea of purity, like, I want to talk about the damage that happens when we start believing that things in our past define who we are and our value, Because that's what's happening. We have been told, if you're not a virgin, you have less to offer your husband when you get married. Yikes. Whoa. That's, that is, that is like, oh, (laughs) okay, great, wonderful. Thank you. Really, really pumped and happy about this whole, like, Christianity thing. Like, come on. Like, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say God makes you new and he's renewing your mind and body, but then also be like, yeah, but if you're not a virgin, like, your husband's going to be super disappointed in you. No. If your husband is dis- if your fiancé is disappointed in the fact that you are not a virgin, find a new fiancé because that guy does not understand grace. He does not understand compassion. He does not understand the concept of of even, like... Christianity, like being made new. Jesus did not come to renew and redeem the people who were like 
pious Pharisees, like, all about religious restriction and all of that, okay? He came for the sinners. He came for the people who needed help. And you are not worth anything less if you've had sex. Now, what do you, like, like, where are these ideas coming from? I want you to think back because this, this hurt and this pain goes so deep in us as women. And it, it sometimes makes us feel like we're not even qualified to join the church, to, to join Christianity. Like, I, I, being honest, that's how I felt a few months ago. I was like, you know what? Um, I may as well not even try to find a godly man because I have had sex before. I've lived with people I've dated. I was engaged to someone and we were living together and, and like, no godly man is going to, going to want to be with me. And, and some men said that to me. So it's not like I was just making this up in my head. Like, some guys were like, yeah, um, no. And that was an opportunity for me to either be like, okay, well, well, then I guess I am not welcome here. I'm not welcome within the church because, you know, these guys aren't going to want to be with me. Or it was also an opportunity for me to say, you know what? The opinion of these men is not in alignment with the opinion of God. The way these men view me, the way these men are identifying my worth, is not consistent with the way my creator currently defines my worth and sees my value. It does not disqualify me from being with a godly man. If anything, it's going to help weed out the legalistic people who are going to judge the crap out of me for like any time that I that I do something wrong, which I don't want to be with someone like that. So it's like, all right, cool. If you're going to judge me for something that I can't control, then I really don't want to even like get to know you because because you're not you don't have the character traits of someone who really has the Holy Spirit living within within them. So these beliefs that you are less worthy as a woman if you have had sex or if you have, you know, not been 100% sexually pure, those beliefs run deep and they speak to very, very deep desires of our hearts and they, they start to break away at, at what we believe about ourselves. And so if you can think back to a time specifically where someone said something about you in this context that made you feel like you're disqualified. You may as well not try. You are damaged. You are used up. You are worth less than someone who did it a different way. Like, think back to a specific moment, a specific person, and like, sit in how you felt and, and write this down, like write down the exact words, write down the feelings, write down the beliefs, so write down how that makes you behave today as a result. And then 
challenge that with the actual truth. The truth of the matter is you are not a finite being that can be used up in any way, in any way. You cannot be used up. You cannot be damaged. Your worth cannot be added or taken away. You can start at any moment to say, all right, I am going to take on a mindset of purity. I am going to practice purity. And I'm going to figure out what this is all about. I'm going to start now. But know and trust that what's happened in the past does not disqualify you from anything in the future. It doesn't. Otherwise, you don't really know grace. You don't really know Christ. You don't really understand what it means to be made new. And I think so often we, we give up. We don't, because we don't trust God, right? Like we don't trust that he is really making us new. We're like, well, but this thing has happened. And God is like, it doesn't matter. Trust me. Like start, just, just start today. Follow me in this and I will make you new. And we're like, well, but I don't, eh." like this thing still has happened. It's like, yeah, who cares? Okay. Like that's the whole, the whole point of this is that you used to be a different person and now You're living in the way God wants you to. And your body is not, like, worth any less. I don't care if, if, I mean, and this doesn't even have to be in, like, a a sexual sense. Like, literally anything that has happened to you, anything that you have chosen to do. I think a lot of times, you know, we talk about the church, like, takes the easy way out. And they talk about this in regard to, like, sexual assault, right? They're like, oh, if someone took something from you, you are still whole and whatever. But they don't talk about like, well, what if I consent consented? I had sex with someone. What about that? Like, like they really only talk about it in like the extreme situation where it's like, well, yes, if someone forced themselves on you and and like took your virginity, you're still you're still okay. And it's like, yeah, and. Yes, and even if it was consensual, even if you were like, yeah, I love having sex and I want to have sex all the time. That's how I was. Well, I mean, it's how I still am. Like, I I still do really enjoy sex, but I just don't have it anymore. Um, And and it's a struggle, you know. Um, But but it's like, even if it was 100% consensual and it happened a lot, like, you are still you are still not used up. You still can can take on this mindset of purity because the real gift of of sex, the real gift of of sharing that with your husband is in the mindset of it and in the reverence of spiritually connecting with someone who is also spiritually in a relationship with God. Like you have the Holy Spirit in you. He has the Holy Spirit in you. And like that union, that is what sex is about. It's not about physically like having sex with someone because here's the thing. 
I've had sex with people, okay? And, like, physically just having sex with someone, there's really no connection there. If if there's no emotional connection, if there's no spiritual bond, like, if I just went out and had sex with someone, like, I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be this, like, union of souls and, like, because I also say, like, everyone you've had sex with, you are now bonded to, like, forever. And it's like, I don't think that's right. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I've been praying about that and I've been reading in the Bible about that and, and praying for God to show me truth in that. And I just, and I think, I think here's the difference. So, if you are actively living and thriving within the Holy Spirit, okay? If the Holy Spirit is active and working in your heart and in your life and you have a thriving relationship with God, everything you do, everywhere you go, he is with you. And in strength, like he is super with you. So think about that. If God is, like, living and uh, totally, like, lighting up my my life, and I go out and have sex with someone, um, I'm, like, aggravating the Holy Spirit within me. The Holy Spirit's with me when I'm doing that. And that's not pleasing to the Holy Spirit, right? And so... So I understand that, where it's like you're uniting yourself. I don't know. The Bible talks about, like, you know, don't unite yourself with a prostitute, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I get it, where it's like you don't want to aggravate the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about that, too. Like, don't aggravate the Holy Spirit within you. And, but if you were coming from a place where you weren't really active with your faith, like, you you didn't really care about sexual purity, like, that wasn't really something on your mind, like, you weren't really active in your relationship with God, the Holy Spirit wasn't just, like, pulsing through your veins, and you went out and had sex with people, it's like, okay, well, you weren't really uniting the Holy Spirit with this person, because, like, the Holy Spirit was, like, kind of there, but not really. At least that's been my experience, and I'm not saying any of this to justify or say that any of that is, is, right? I'm just saying, like, don't carry around this burden of shame and guilt around, like, being united forever with these guys you hooked up with. Like, I just have such a hard time. Like, everything that I know about about God and the cross and grace, it's like everything I know about that just goes against this idea of, like, you are now one with that person forever. Good luck with that. Like, how, how does that go alongside grace and, and becoming a new person and renewing your mind and renewing your body? You can't have both. Like, I just, I think that that is misinterpreted and, and, it, it makes me very mad, actually, when people say things like that because it's, it's devaluing and it is underestimating the power of grace. That's what it is. The cross has now come between you and anyone you 
have had sex with or hooked up with in whatever form. The cross is between you and them if you pray for that, if you if you ask God to do that for you. And he's making you new. So there you go. Like, you're not, you are not one with those people. You are one with Christ. You are not one with those people. You are not. But I will say this as many times as I feel I need to. You are not one with that person anymore. Nothing that you have done consensually or not consensually, like take, take that out of it. Like, I think that again, the church just like uses that as like the obvious way to talk about like, so it's not your fault. Like, okay, yes. If you, if, if you did not consent to some kind of sexual encounter, yeah, of course, like that does not disqualify you from anything. But also, even if you did consent, like it does not disqualify you from, from, fully being able to give and receive this incredible gift from God with your husband someday. Like, you are not disqualified. Now, I'll briefly talk about what it is, what you can do to work towards having that mindset of purity. But like this episode, I just want to make it unmistakably clear that the church has done a lot of damage around convincing women that their what has happened with their bodies determines how much they will be worth to their husband. And I don't hear a damn thing about how men's actions <laughs> destroys the the future sexual relationship that they can have with their wives because I think that, you know, talking about masturbation and porn and all of the destruction that that can have on a relationship. Like we, we, I hear about like men getting into this mindset of like, well, if no one else is involved, then it's fine. Or like, it's not as bad if I'm masturbating, watching porn, than going out having sex with people. And it's like, you know what? If like, obviously that's super wrong. Okay. Like, like that's very, very not the right mindset to have because the Bible says to flee from sexual immorality. And I would think, if we're all being honest, we know that 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 would be included. You know, watching porn is obviously sexual immorality and masturbating too, for men and women, is is included in that. And and I think we need to just not, it's, obviously it's not about blaming anyone, but we need to equally take responsibility for what's happening and what's contributing to the the crumbling of the sexual union between a husband and wife. Because if you aren't going into a marriage, equally going into a marriage with a heart of purity, because purity is a heart thing. It's not a body thing. If you're not equally going into a marriage with a purity of heart, then it's not going to be exactly what what God designed it to be. And you can work towards that together. It's not like the beginning of a marriage is any more or less important than the middle or, you know, 20 years in. Like, it's never too late to start talking about this. But men... (laughs) 
men do equally as much damage as as women when it comes to their own purity and and we don't talk enough about men's men's sexual purity and their their heart's purity and of course nothing that they do with their body discredits or disqualifies them either but why in the world are we putting all the focus on what women are supposed to do and not do? Why? Why are we putting all the focus on women's virginity? Like, I never heard people talk about men's, like, virginity and men's struggle with sexual purity. And it's just kind of hilarious because, like, <laughs> you know, everybody says, oh, men are the ones who think about sex all the time. And so it's like, why aren't we talking about that? I don't know. It's, it's a struggle for both genders and neither, neither one's actions disqualifies them, but I think there's a whole lot more judgment coming from the men saying like, oh, you're not a virgin and I am. It's like, okay, well, like, let me see your internet browsing history for the last month. Still gonna, still gonna come at me with that judgment? Like... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not about, like, who's more or less pure or whatever, but it's just, like, it's not about the things that have happened. It's about your mindset and your heart today in this moment and going forward because that's the only thing you can control. So I just want to say this again. Nothing you've done in your past disqualifies you from a incredible, loving, godly marriage with a man whose heart is for the Lord and who will love you and cherish you and be so incredibly excited to share that sexual union with you. Like nothing that you've done in the past can disqualify you from that because of God, because of Christ. This is another example of, like, back in the day, back before Christ, like, if you weren't a virgin, like, you might not get married. I don't know. Maybe that's another reason, you know, God, (laughs) that's another thing God saved us from, maybe, where it's like, hey, yeah, maybe you're not a virgin. Maybe you are a prostitute. You're still welcome here. Nothing that you've done disqualifies you from the promises and from the life and from the marriage potential that God has for your life. And you don't need to feel shame in your body. Like your body does not need to feel gross. It does not need to feel like a source of of guilt or something that needs to be apologized for or something that is dirty. Like you are you are not a finite being. Surrender that to God. Like, he does not see the things that you've done. He does not see your sin when he looks at you. Ask him to show you what he sees in you. Because he sees the beauty, the the essence of who you are, and it is beauty. Because you're a woman, because he made you a woman. The essence of what you are is beauty. Ask him to show you that. And if there are people in your life who are making you feel guilty about things that you can't control, 
stop listening to them because they're wrong. Like they're just, they're just wrong. And that's not what Rebecca thinks. That's coming from the Bible. Okay. Please don't think that you are disqualified from having a godly marriage, a godly relationship, a a godly life, a Christian life because of, of your sexual past. Your body is not less than. Your, your worth is not less than. Some people will reject you because of that. They will. But that's not the people for you. Okay? Like, some people rejected Jesus, remember? They killed him. Okay? Like, <laughs> and he was, he was Jesus. Like, it's, it's okay that some people will not accept you. That's life, okay? That's life on this earth. But life on this earth is not all there is. And it doesn't matter, like, what these people think of you, what these people are telling you what your worth is. Like, who are they? They don't get to decide. The creator decides what your worth is. And, and thankfully, he knows your worth does not change with, with any sin, that you commit, whether it's today or 10 years ago, as long as you are sharing that with him and laying that down to him and, and asking him to guide your life, he loves you. Well, he loves you anyway, but <laughs> he will forgive you when you ask. And it's about your heart. Is your heart working towards purity? Is that what you are trying to do? Or are you trying to flirt with the line and push the boundaries and do this and do that, but not have sex and uh, like, that's not what it's about. Purity is a heart thing. And it is never too late to start building that. And nothing you've done can disqualify you from having the type of marriage and relationship that you read about that God has planned for you. 